Hi, this is Timothy Pig, and I want to welcome you to Text Driven Podcast, a podcast put out by the Ministry of Fellowship Church in Southwest Florida. Text Driven Podcast exists to equip you to know God and make Him known through text driven preaching and practice. To learn more about Fellowship Church, visit our website, fellowshipchurch.co. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of Text Driven Podcast. And this episode is going to be a special episode as it's not going to be part of a new series that's going to be coming in uh, next week or later on this week. But this episode in particular is going to deal with a topic uh, that I preached on yesterday at uh, my church, at Fellowship Church. Here at Fellowship Church, we are in the middle of a series entitled Text Driven Parenting, where we are looking at the biblical principles of parenting from the wisdom of Solomon in the book of Proverbs. The, the first several chapters of Proverbs, chapters really one through nine, are words of wisdom that Solomon gives to his boys. Uh, you see that in all the opening chapters where he says, my son, my son, my son, listen to this. And uh, he is sharing with his sons how they can live a wise life, a life that is pleasing unto God. And that's what we want to do as believers ourselves, don't we? We want to live a life that is pleasing unto God. And the way that we do that is by living a life that is text-driven. So as a parent, if you want to be a parent to the glory of God, you must parent in a text-driven way. What was in yesterday's uh, message um, that I dealt with Proverbs chapter 7. So I want to encourage you, if you've got a Bible by you, go ahead and pick it up and open with me to Proverbs chapter 7. I want us to think about, in this episode, verse 7 in particular. So Proverbs chapter 7, we're going to look at verse 7 in particular, but in order to get context, we'll read the first seven verses, and then we'll drop down to a a bit later in the chapter to see how these verses work together, okay? So Proverbs chapter 7, verse 1, listen to it. My son, keep my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. Call insight your intimate friend to keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words. For I, for at the window of my house, I have looked out through my lattice. I have seen among the simple, don't miss that word there, simple. And I have perceived among the youth a young man lacking sense. Now drop down to verse 21. With much seductive speech, she persuades him. Who is the him? Well, the him is the simple young man that lacks sense. So with much seductive speech, she, this adulterous woman, persuades him. This adulterous woman with her smooth talk compels him. Now watch verse 22. All at once he the simple young man lacking sense follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter. What a sad reality of this young, simple man who lacks sense. That he has found himself dead 
as an ox that goes to the slaughter because he has been uh, persuaded and compelled by the adulterous woman. How did he end up there? Well, the key to understanding how he ended up there uh, as an ox that goes to the slaughter, how he ended up compelled and persuaded by the seductive speech of the adulterous woman, comes to us in verse 7, where Solomon says, I've looked out of my window and I have perceived and seen a young man, a simple young man. And I want us to look carefully at that word simple. The word simple uh, is a term that is used to describe an open door. Now, I'm sure at your house, uh, at the your front door, you keep your front door closed. If anybody ever wants to come to your home, they would come to your front door. They would knock on the door. You would either see on your video doorbell or you would go and look through the little uh, hole there and see who the person is. And if it is a person that you know, it's a person that you love, it's a person that you trust, you will open the door to your house and you will invite that person to come in. And the reason why you will open the door is because you love and trust the one coming into your house. But I want you to suppose that somebody was to come to your door, knock on it, and invite themselves in. But as you look at your phone at the video doorbell, and as you look through the hole of your front door and look out the window, you do not recognize that person. But instead, that person looks to be uh, there to cause you harm. They have a mask on and they have a weapon in their hand. And if you were to open the door, you know that it would cost you your life. So what do you do? You leave the door closed. I want to talk in this episode about being open-minded as compared to being closed-minded. Now, in that illustration dealing with the front door, there are certain times where we need to open the door of our mind to allow the one who we know, trust, and love to come in. That is what Solomon is teaching his boys in the first five verses. When he's saying that you need to call insight your intimate friend, you need to say that wisdom is your sister, you need to keep and take in the commandments of God. When we go to church on Sunday, when you open your Bible to read it in the morning, you need to ask God to open your mind because you know that God loves you. You know that you can trust him and you have a relationship with him. So you need to open the door of your mind and allow the word of God to come into your life, to teach you, to mature you, to mold you, to give you the uh, instruction and the wisdom that you need in order to navigate through the life that you have. We need to have an open mind to the things of God as he's revealed himself 
in his word. One of the things I fear is happening in the church is we are leaving the front door of our mind open to not just the things of God, but also to the things of this world. And when we leave our mind open, when we leave the front door of our mind open to the ideologies, to the uh, mindsets, to the ideas, to the worldviews, to the thinking, to the perverseness of our world around us, the culture that is around us, everything that it is teaching that is contrary to Scripture, when we leave our mind open to that, we will find ourselves just like this young man who's lacking sense. We will find ourselves compelled and persuaded like an ox that goes to the slaughter. So I want to encourage you to have a closed mind to the things of this world. Now let me talk to the parents for just a second. Mom and dad, you have a responsibility to open and close the mind of your child. Now, what do I mean by that? As a parent, you have the responsibility to make sure that they are exposed to the teaching of the Word of God. Now, they're going to resist it. They're going to say they don't want it. But you have a responsibility to make sure that their mind is open to hearing from God. So here's what you need to do as a parent. You need to make sure your child is in church. That should not be up for debate on Sundays and Wednesdays. Your child should not be able to look at you and say, I don't want to go to church. I'm going to stay home today. No, you as a mom and a dad need to compel your child to come to church. You need to expose them. You need to open up their mind to the word of God. And the only way you can do that is by placing them under the right teaching of the word in the fellowship of a local church. Also, you need to teach them to have uh, an open mind through the spiritual disciplines. This is a daily Bible reading, daily devotions in your home, praying, serving, giving, all of these things. These are your responsibility to make sure your child's mind is open and receiving and doing the things that God would have of them to do. You also have a responsibility, mom and dad, to make sure that your child's mind is closed to the things of this world. Now, this is where it gets to be World War III. Because as your child goes to school, as your child talks to their friends at school and in their neighborhood, they're going to see their friends with certain items that they desire of themselves. They want to have the uh, social media account. They want to have the cell phone with no restrictions. They want to go see this movie or that movie. They want to go to this concert 
or that concert. They want to wear this type of clothing or that type of clothing. And all the while, they want to have their mind open and accepting of the things of this world. And here's the deal, mom and dad, you have a responsibility to close their mind to the things of this world. Your child does not need to be exposed to sin to learn that disobedience to God is wrong. Now, you say, what about maturity? What about freedom? Let's talk about maturity and freedom for just a second. When your child is uh, a baby, there are certain foods that you give to your child, and there are certain foods that you withhold from your child. For instance, if you give your uh, one or two-year-old a piece of food that is too large, then you will likely have to perform the Heimlich on your child because they are unable to handle the size of the food that you gave them. They don't have the ability to be able to chew the, the food up to such a place where they can swallow it and that food not hurt them. Now, the food that you gave them is perfectly healthy food, but they do not have the growth nor the maturity in their body to be able to handle the nutrients that you have given to them in the size of the food that you gave them to eat. So what do you do? You bring it down to their level. You mash it up. You make it You make the pieces smaller so that they can handle it, so that they can grow and be healthy in order to handle larger pieces of food so that they can grow stronger and healthier. The same principle applies spiritually. Your child might be 16, 15, 16, 17 years old. Just because they're 15, 16, 17 years old does not mean they need what other 15, 16, 17-year-olds have. They might not have the spiritual maturity yet to be able to chew the things of this world and see how they are wrong and not right. So you have a responsibility, mom and dad, to protect them, to close off their mind to those items. You have that responsibility. Your child, you have the responsibility to mature your child to the extent so that they can handle the things that they're going to encounter in the world around them. But too often, I have found parents that open their child's mind and provide to their children freedom of thinking. And they become like an ox led to the slaughter because they did not have the maturity to handle an open mind to the world. Now, we as believers 
need to have our minds open to the things of God in His Word. But as a general principle, we need to have our mind closed to the things of this world. Why? Because as the world, as Satan knocks on the door of your mind, if he gets entrance into it, his desire is to steal, kill, and destroy. So my encouragement to you, parents, my encouragement to you adults is this. Keep your mind closed to the things of this world. But open your mind to the things of God as you read the Word of God. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Text Driven Podcast, the special edition of uh, the uh, podcast as we talked about what it means to have an open and closed mind. I hope you will join us at Fellowship Church for one of our weekend worship services to find out the times and locations of our campuses. You can go to our website, www.fellowshipchurch.co, and also you will find other resources just like this one on our uh, website as well. Be praying for us this week as we are in our church family conference, and we have worship services uh, every night this week up until Wednesday, starting at 6.30 p.m. at our Immokalee campus. God bless. I'm praying for you. May you live a text-driven life. God bless.